Hello, everyone, and welcome to Miss Millennial Podcast. My name is Robin. And my name is Kim. Welcome to episode 10. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit more of a serious topic. As you all know, and you have probably seen and heard all over the world, there was an entire movement with the Black Lives Matter movement. And this occurred after the shooting of a George Floyd and it pretty much led to like a whole revolution type situation where many people are out in the streets protesting. And we just kind of want to talk about that, discuss that, and give our own opinions on everything that's happened and what's come of it. In terms of what's going on in the world right now, I feel like it's so important for us to bring up this conversation, especially since we talk about all these other topics that happen on our day to day. And I think this is something that really does affect us, especially because in terms of like being a minority, I know prioritize when it comes to speaking to our family and our friends. And and we've been having a lot of these discussions these past couple of weeks of everything that's been happening. So just broadly, how do you feel about everything that's going on right now? Like, like how did you feel when it first started? Because it's been a couple of weeks. Okay. So you know me, I'm usually always kind of speaking out on Black Matters. Like, I'm always posting about it. Like, even before all of this happened, I, you know, I, I like to argue with people about it. And I stuff, love so, it. You know? <laughs> I live for it on Facebook and Twitter, guys. If yes. you don't have her on there, go because she will full on, like, fight with people. Like, all the time. Yeah, because I feel like people, they like to remain ignorant of issues going on especially if it's not them I mean I feel like that's a very American way of thinking like or I don't know if it's how it is around the world but in America I feel like it's very much if it's not happening to me I don't care and even if I see it I'm not gonna say or do anything about it because you know it's not affecting my life and I feel like people just they allow themselves to remain ignorant to everything going on around them. Myself, personally, I'm not going to lie or pretend that I haven't grown up a little bit more privileged than like a lot of people, white or black, but I can still relate to the feeling of being an other kind of in lots of social situations, if that makes sense. I know that feeling and it's not something that we've made of like as a black community as a whole. It's like we all kind of feel that feeling. And so It was kind of beautiful to see that so many people came together after George Floyd's death because, you know, usually with the media, it's like, what did this guy do? What was his criminal background? Blah, blah, blah. You know, whatever excuse they can find, basically, to kind of demonize a person who was, like, murdered in the street. And with George Floyd, it's like you saw a long video of him literally pretty much begging for his life. And this was for a $20 bill. That's how much his life was worth or made out to be worth, you know, to those police officers. And so it's, I, it was really nice to see everyone come together and protest, you know, come together as one. And I, I don't, I, I mean, there was, yes, there was like looting and then there was rioting and it's, <laughs> it's going to sound bad, but even then I can kind of understand and relate to that anger you feel as a minority i don't know if that makes sense but there's just lots of anger i mean people when i feel like when people speak out about racism and things like that they're always kind of forced just kind of shut up basically like no one wants to hear it no one wants to you know hear your side and how 
you know, the world treats you basically. People want to pretend like things like segregation didn't happen, redlining. People to this day are still being denied things like loans and, you know, they're still being judged off their name and, you know, that could affect the course of their life. And so, I mean, people are acting like it doesn't happen anymore. It happens all the time. And so I think it's good that's kind of being brought to the forefront rather than kind of pushed back because now everyone's starting to realize like this can't go on any longer if we as a country want to grow and go further. Absolutely. I think in terms of just speaking about like racism, I think from my perspective, especially when it comes to talking about Black people or Hispanic people, Asians, I think we feel more comfortable discussing topics about our own culture, but then when it comes to talking about other cultures and how they've been affected and oppressed, I think we are fearful of, of discussing these things because society tells us that it's something that's uncomfortable and we should keep quiet. Like instead of openly communicating about these topics, we instead choose to take the safe route by being quiet and being in like a comfortable position. But in that time, we're allowing people to be treated in a very wrong disrespectful way and we're allowing these things to go under our nose because this isn't the first time that this has happened it's just a, now it's being recorded now we live in a world where everything is being posted online and so you can't be doing things under the surface anymore but it's not new and it's not that things are getting worse or things are getting better at all it's just that now we're seeing it more and i think that that's like pretty great that a community is coming together and not just like the black community all types of different people coming together to support one group of people and I think like that's something that we should do because until I guess like talking about like the all lives matter scenario I don't think that that should be something until black lives matter then not all lives matter like we can't be focusing on everyone when there's a group of people who are literally being oppressed every single day based off just their skin color and it's something I feel happens specifically more so in America because in other countries there's not as much diversity as ours of course so they don't have to go through these struggles as much but like I guess it's such like an American mindset of like if it doesn't like you said like if it doesn't affect me then it doesn't matter kind of thing and I, I don't think that should be how it is like and we were talking about it earlier too like we don't even care about what other countries are doing in terms of like the news and stuff because it's like American mindset of of being selfish and caring about ourselves and so mm-hmm. I think it's great that Right now, everybody is tying together to be able to bring these subjects to light and make sure that we're changing the things that are that have just been layered and layered over the years. It's like very much like band-aids have been put on top of things in the past of, oh yeah, like fix that. We've, we've have like companies have like diversity inclusion groups or whatever. It's like a band-aid. Oh, we hired one ethnic person. Oh, okay. Like that fulfills a checkbox kind of thing, but that's not Mm -hmm. the, that's not what we want. Like we want it so that we don't even care about the checkbox anymore. We don't care about what does it matter what color skin there are? Like, I think I was reading a study about even like job applications, people choose to do a, like put a different last name or something because they worry that like, because of their, their name, that they can't have that position. And I think that should never be a problem. Nobody should have to worry about that. And I think it's so scary to think children of the future will have, I don't want them to have to go through these things where George Floyd literally was going shopping and had that happen to him, like, why, why is it that like a $20 bill would cause that 
situation happen. And I don't think that anybody should have to worry about something like that. Like their dad being taken away from them after going to the grocery store. Like I definitely take that for granted because I don't have to like think about these things when, when my dad goes to the grocery store, like walks out the door or just goes for a walk, you know, like Ahmad Aubrey, like he went for a run and then he's like, it's not even police officers, it's society. And so why, why does anybody have to worry about it like that? Nobody should have to, like, we should always, we should feel safe, especially when it comes to the police. Like we should feel safe under people who are supposed to protect us. Right. And like the fact that like black people have to be scared when they call the cops, it's so ironic and it's just not the way that it should be. And Breonna Taylor, for example, she literally was just sleeping in her room and Mm -hmm. like nothing will bad happen to you if you're like at home inside. She's literally at home going to bed. I can't imagine just being her mom, being her sister, being her brother. Like that's just so terrible to think that like at any moment something can happen to you just because of the skin of your skin color. That's ridiculous to me. And I mean, I'm sure there's like so many cases out there that we haven't, we have no idea. We haven't heard of them. Maybe people are in jail for things that they don't even deserve to be in jail for. It's just like a really built up for so many decades centuries I guess I should say and it's just hard to think about but I'm I feel like we're pushing to a more positive direction with this I think as long as everyone keeps their awareness of everything that's going on in our country then I feel like we can definitely move forward in a more positive direction but I don't know if this is another band-aid you know like you said like we kind of keep on putting band-aids and maybe people forget mm-hmm. it, it's really like a bad time because when you think about it like uh, who's our president he doesn't exactly support you know mm-hmm. <laughs> black lives matter um there's the covid19 thing going on mm-hmm. and so there's like a whole bunch kind of on top of this so i wonder if it will have the impact we are hoping for in the future or if mm-hmm. it, this is just something that might fall flat because of the things going on right now currently and so you know while it's good to see it's it's something i guess we have to you know look for the actual impact in the future yeah and um, i think that's up to us too because mm-hmm. you know i don't think we've ever had to talk about these things until now right we never talk about this stuff and exactly. and i think like bring up these conversations, especially with each other or parents, like it will pave the way for the future because I don't think that there's going to be much for us. I hope that we can change it so that the next generation doesn't have to worry about it anymore, but it's not going to be a flip of a switch and it has to be a conscious decision, I think. Yes, it's going to be very gradual. Um, Something I actually really did want to talk about, like involving this, is the impact on police because, okay, as you know, well, you guys don't know this, but, you know, Kim, of course, knows this. Both of my parents are retired police officers. Um, I personally wanted to be a police officer. I was actually thinking of applying this year because, you know, right on time. <laughs> that's just how my life is. So No, it's only it's- till this year that things are <laughs> not yeah. going to your plan. Yeah, things pretty much have like flipped upside down for me clearly. And you know, both of my parents, they've had the experience of being black at like a completely different time, like in the working in the police force. So it was probably even worse for them. And my mom 
you and my dad both have stories of people being like racist or saying things to them, even their own coworkers. And so it's like, yeah, those police, yeah, they exist. I know for a fact for my parents' own experience, but like, I still personally think that, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, <I'm> kidding. no. <laughs> I, I just think that like I could, you know, have some kind of impact no matter how small or big, you know, being a police officer that will speak against what's been going on. I think it's important, you know, but you have to build kind of as a police officer, you have to build that relationship with the community. But now they're talking about defunding the police. And mm-hmm. I wonder if that will have any impact on how the community sees police because I, I know some states have already started kind of like making laws and kind of going towards that yeah and I think I think defunding the police is because they are just overly funded in a way that like gives them way too much power and so you know of course in terms of power and humanity and psychology I think it just gets to their head in a place where they feel like they are superior and they're like inhuman at that point so I think Mm -hmm. like defunding them will not really necessarily mean anything in terms of like I think I think it would be great and ideal if you were to still pursue that path because I think it would pave the way for other black young women to also realize that like that is an opportunity they can have too and they wouldn't be so fearful if people who look like them are are in the police force like for me personally i would feel that way because right now you know it is scary still to to be approached by policemen because you never really know like Mm -hmm. their intentions and so you know hopefully with like being a part of them exactly and that's the thing i feel like the police force is overwhelmingly white and male And so I feel like there needs to be diversity there. Like they need to work on it tenfold now, especially. I feel like that could definitely change the image because I mean, honestly, when you think of a police officer, you think of probably a white male coming to your door, not, you know. I do, like that's like the immediate thought. Exactly. And it's, it's, that's how it is. That's just who kind of represents police officer, like the majority of them. And so I feel like they need to kind of change that. So it's people of all you know, races, religions, even just, you know, kind of make it more diverse because it's just not, I I mean, I think when you give someone so much kind of not power, but like authority over other people, if someone doesn't look like them, they're, I feel like they're going to be, you know, more harsh towards them. It's like, I don't think it's even an intentional thing in some cases, it's just how the things are like that's just I, I don't I don't know how to explain it's just how our society is and so they definitely need to work on that and de-escalation of course yeah so. like I think I think there needs to be a, a mindset change in terms of like what a policeman really does in terms of their role and responsibilities because mm-hmm. I wouldn't ever, anybody, any of my friends or anybody who is getting into a very heated argument with somebody else, and I feel like it's like a dangerous scenario, I would never throw out a gun and then think like that's my first step. It would always be trying to talk them down, using other methods prior to that as an option. I think that when you get to a place of like, I'm sure on a daily basis, they're experiencing a lot of evil in the world. And I get that. That makes you so badly of the world but I think as a human that's a thing that needs to change like it's it's very like de-escalation for police officers I think it really does tie back to like their perception of 
of people. And I think it, it has to do with, it seems like it's like a circle. Like it has both to do with each other because at the end of the day, if we didn't think so negatively of each other as humans, no matter what race or whatever stereotypes we have about them, then we would have treated them with the utmost respect. And I think it's the same way when it comes from both standards, like from being a police officer, they're still human, human and they need to think of other people as such too. And then mm-hmm. likewise, as other people, we need to just view them and other people. It really stems back to just treating each other with respect and humanity. And I think that that's the thing. Like, that's all we're asking for right now. Mm-hmm. It's not about color. It's not like, I'm not saying that it, like, it is about color. Because right now, the problem is that, like, people are not respecting each other because of our skin tone. But if we didn't view that as a problem, then it would be so much better to get to move forward because there's actually so many more layers to this there's so many more layers of problems after this but let's Mm -hmm. start with this because this is not something that we should still have to this day like why is it that it took 50 what what was Obama like 50 something president 50 like I forgot what number he was but why I think 44 Um, look at you you're so good at american government Uh, (laughs) like how is it that we had to wait that long for a black president and he's not even full black and then also we don't (laughs) we haven't even had a a a woman president so like exactly anyways what were you going to say about like defunding the police and stuff well my whole thing is with the whole de-escalation thing i find that well i actually did an internship i guess i should say with the sheriff's office, my local sheriff's office. And so I was able to kind of look and see how they kind of approach situations. And actually the sheriff's office that I worked with and worked for during that time, I noticed that they have like really great de-escalation techniques. And because of that, they're able to kind of stop a situation without even really trying. Like they never had to like yell, use force, like, I mean, clearly in some situations, if they have to arrest someone, yeah, they're probably going to have to yell and use force. But like in situations where like, say, if there's a domestic dispute, they could approach a situation so it didn't have to escalate to a point where someone felt like, you know, they were being attacked or vice versa. Like the police officer didn't feel like he had to use extra aggression. Like, I don't know. It's, I feel like if every police officer, deputy, whatever, if they were taught to approach the situation to de-escalate rather than agitate, then, you know, things would be fine. But I don't think everyone has the same standard everywhere, like across the board, Mm -hmm. like people aren't trained equally. So that also kind of makes it a very like, you know, even if you might meet like so many great police officers in one area, like someone across the country can be, you know, trained completely different or a whole group of people across the country can be trained completely different mm-hmm. and think they can get away with things just because, you know, they have that authority, they're law enforcement and they're, they feel like they're above it. So I think it's so important, not just training, but like mindset too, because no matter how much you train somebody, a protect, like a, a uniform on the outside, the fact that they in their heart have already agitated feelings and like disrespect towards people like side of their uniform as people in general, like police officers who, who have, I'm not 
speaking on behalf of all of them, of course, like we know very many great, good hearted, kind police officers. And, and that's the thing, like they would never be in these scenarios. Right. So it's like, I, I feel like it's people in society who like, it's not just police officers. It's like just who think this way already before they even became a police officer. And then like, we're just rewarding them. Like we're like allowing them to hiring process needs. If your job and your duty is to protect people, I think that like there needs to be a better vetting process in terms of your, the way that like your views towards humans, your views just towards like people in general. And I'm not saying that it's, I don't know how we would do that, but like, I can't imagine being a doctor. Imagine being going to a doctor who's racist, who like Mm -hmm. your life is in their hands. Same goes. This is same scenario. You're putting people's lives in police officers' hands. Like they have the ability to harm us. And so we have to find people who are respectful people who like, like who care about other humans. And like, I don't know how we would be able to do it, but I think it would be a better place if we could be able Mm -hmm. to, to hire better as well. So I don't, I don't know, like in the George Floyd scenario, that guy, the police officer who kneeled on his neck, he had had offensive offenses prior to being a police officer, right? I have no idea. I know that he had some issues while being an officer. He had some, and then before that, I remember hearing something about how him and George Floyd actually worked at a club together before. Yes. And he had like prior aggressive scenarios that have happened already. Like he had a history, a track record. And so the Mm -hmm. fact that somebody like that could become a police officer to me is ridiculous. Like why, why is that okay? But I know like, you know, the process and I've heard, like, I thought it was a really difficult process to be able to become a police officer. It is. I mean, you have to do the polygraph tests. You have to do, clearly a background test is like first thing. They do drug testing, psychology tests, fitness tests. You have to, you know, go to the doctor and they give you a bunch of shots and stuff. Ridiculous. And so How? Yeah. It's like a very long process. And then that's before you even go to academy for, I think, nine months is the amount here. I don't, it varies from place to place. So they're vetted? Huh? They're vetted and it's still this way? Yeah, that's the thing. I just think that they're, it it really honestly comes down to the person, like you said, like their beliefs, like on the inside, they just probably have these beliefs before. And I mean, you can hide that. It's not something that like, you know, you're going to show to employers, you know, like, oh, I don't like so-and-so person or this type of person. And so, I mean, you can't, it's, it's, it'd be kind of hard, you're right, to like find a way to sweet out those people. But yeah. Yeah. I did want to ask though, like shifting from what's going on in the world and everything, but like personally for you, like, have you, has there any, ever been like any circumstances where you felt, you felt like you didn't belong in society or like that you felt like disrespected or did you ever feel fear like that from anyone or because of your skin color? I mean, I, I've never felt like a life or death kind of thing. If I should say that I have been in situations where I felt uncomfortable or people, you know, thought they could say something like the N word or if they'll say like a racist joke and they think it's funny. I'm like, it just is kind of awkward for me. I don't know how to describe it. 
mm-hmm. and you don't want to say anything because you know then you'll look irrational or something but that's like another thing like I don't know I feel like this is the main reason why oh the great majority of my friends are minorities because you know in those those situations tend to not happen as much because back in college I had a group of friends who thought it was hilarious you know like hilarious to make fun of black people say things like white is right like to my face oh no yeah no things like that and I feel like that's why I have mostly minority friends now like none of my relationships really like ever work out you know besides my fiance Um, (laughs) (laughs) but he's uh, like an outlier (laughs) yeah he's like the outlier and so I feel like it never really works out because there's always some kind of issue where I'm kind of also I've, I've felt that where I'm kind of like put to the side as a friend like no matter how close I can be to someone I feel like if someone else comes along that looks more like them they automatically are closer to them in some ways it's it's weird I don't know how to describe it I don't know I, I totally to get what you it. mean I feel like it's like it, it it's like one of those things it's like they think that or I don't know it's like they push you aside because they're uncomfortable bringing you around to something and then it just mm-hmm. but it's not because of who you are or anything like that it's literally solely because of the looks like the external appearance of like being friends and I think that's so wrong but it's definitely I could see that happening Mm-hmm. I think like a better person to ask this question would probably be my brother because oh, yeah. actually yeah growing up he was actually brought home by the police a couple of times just for walking around our neighborhood like the neighborhood we've lived in before all these other people lived here like yeah so the poor just, thing yeah I'm like but I mean luckily nothing has ever happened to him but like he could walk to like 7-eleven and he'd get the police called on him that's and ridiculous because your brother is like the goofiest person. <laughs> exactly. He's like a big like man child. And so <laughs> it's crazy that that would happen. But it happened a few times. And like my parents are retired police officers. So they're like, why are you bothering my son kind of thing? You yeah. know? And so, I mean, black people see this a lot. Like it's not like a. We joke surprise. about this, but that's not yeah. funny because the thing is, it's like he, he literally did nothing wrong. He was. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess like to set the tone or set the scene like Robin lives in like a, a nice like neighborhood and it's gated and stuff it's like it's it's nice and everybody who lives there or who's around there should be there so it's like it doesn't make any sense why somebody would just it's not like he's doing anything wrong he's literally walking around the neighborhood so I think like mm-hmm. that to me is very suspect like okay so you're gonna call the cops on him for doing what exactly for like being black like that's that's literally the reason like because there's nothing else you can say and you know these people are going to come out and try to say all these things but it's not true because he literally is walking around that's another thing like I feel like people think that you know like black people can't have nice things or you know if they're in an area even if they live there and they've lived there their entire life like that they just don't belong Mm-hmm. it's it's, it's I, really it's a weird world we live in it's very strange because it's like if you really think about it they're not supposed to be here either I'm just saying <laughs> like, like, nobody nobody it's this is point. this is this is not even any of our lands did anybody watch Pocahontas I'm just kidding I'm done <laughs> not the best example <laughs> I'm just kidding not a good example <laughs> 
Uh, I'm dead. She falls in love with the colonizers. What a shame. Oh no, we need to cancel oh, that wait. one. We need to cancel that movie. <laughs> but <laughs> oh wait, Robin. No wait. But anyways, no. I, I I do feel like that's that's really really disheartening to hear because you know he has kids and you know you have nephews too who will grow up and then have to go through that. And mm-hmm. I don't want that. Like, that's that's painful to think. Like, why, you know? Why would I, you? I, I literally get nervous about, like, thinking about having my own kids and having to worry about this. I'm like, I don't know how my parents do it, how any parent. Like, first of all, all parents worry about their children. But, like, I feel like then I'm going to worry, like, what if my kid's doing nothing and then they, you know, What if they walk outside profiled. the door? Yeah, what if they walk outside the door? So it's a really weird thought. I don't know. No, but, but that's I'm, the thing. Like, hopefully, we they don't have to live in that world. Exactly. I'm hoping that for the future, things are better. Yeah, at least better than what they are now. Things. I feel like things will definitely change. I think it's important right now, especially for us to like bring these things up. I don't think that I've had ever. Like, I I feel like I do. Like, there's obviously you know inherently racist things that. Some people think some people say that they don't realize it's racist, I think. And you know, of course, like I've definitely accidentally done that in the past. And I think this is making me way more aware too of like myself, like what I say, what I'm learning, how I approach things and how I view the world. Because, you know, we're we're taught into things and like being from an Asian background, similarly, like, you know, my parents were influenced by American society in certain ways too. And I think it's important for us to bring these conversations up because if not, it'll just continue to fester. Mm-hmm. But Robin, one of these days we should bring your mom on the, on the show to talk about her experiences as a black woman police officer. Cause I would love to hear about it. Oh my gosh. That's a good idea. Oh yeah. You know, my mom can talk. So oh, I love to do it. that. <laughs> it'll be a longer episode. <laughs> Oh, for sure. But I would really love to hear about it, especially, you know, it was what, like 20 years ago? No. 15? Um, Probably around 25 years ago. Yeah. So like, imagine that, imagine that the world was, I, I don't know, was it worse maybe? Was it the same? I'm sure it was worse back then. But maybe, you're right. We should definitely try to get her on here and see what she has to say. Yes, Mrs. Steffens. I love her. I love her thoughts on things. That'd be great. Let's set that up because I would love to hear, especially like, you know, you don't hear that often. You don't hear female officers at all. And then like to be a female black officer in that time and age, I think that would be a pretty cool perspective. So I think that's where we should kind of like end our discussion. I think that it was good to kind of talk about this because, you know, just lots of thoughts out there and we don't want to let this conversation die i think that people should continue to have conversations and talk about stuff like this because it's important and i think it's important for the future of you know our children their children their children's children future of this country and i think it's just important to keep these conversations going because america will continue to be a very diverse place for our forever probably and so yeah and so I mean, we really need to work on this and work on having conversations because it should not be an issue centuries and centuries later after slavery or decades later after, you know, 
you just all the things that have happened it just shouldn't be an issue anymore and the fact that it continues to be an issue shows that we have like a very deep-seated problem within our country and so i think it's important to talk about i'm also glad we got to talk about police and you know we're not anti-police here Mm -hmm. or anything we have friends that are police but you know the clearly there needs to be something done to kind of you know clean up we want them to be the we want them to be the majority of police not like yeah these these dimwits out there sorry (laughs) yeah so i think it's really important for us to talk about yeah i think it's it's been really good hearing about you know your perspective on things but also talk about these things because i really don't feel like we'll ever really be as aware as we could be if we don't pick each other's brains and i think this opens us up to like being able to spread love more like being able to understand each other better and hopefully you know you won't ever be in a position anymore of feeling uncomfortable about like being your your skin tone and having friends who make you feel uncomfortable about that you know like i think hopefully we'll be able to live in a world where everybody i don't think it should be about like being blind to our color i think it's embracing our color and appreciating each other's color and loving one another's skin tone for what it is and 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 like being okay and talking about it you know broadening our mind and being able to be wrong like i know i've definitely said things in the in these past couple weeks where it's like oh i've changed my perspective on it because i've talked to different people and i realized you know like that's that's right like oh, you know, like what I was thinking before was this, but you know, you're right. Like, I'm glad that I brought this up because if not, then I wouldn't have changed because I would have continued to live and believe that I was, I was right. So 2020 guys, you know, it's been a wild ride so far. We're halfway to the end. We've survived (laughs) this long. We'll see what else happens. We need a timeline of things that have happened this year. Oh, I'm sure it's out there and it's a long, messy list. (laughs) Uh, Right now we're starting the second half of the year with the second wave of coronavirus. So, Oh, good old Rona. (laughs) Yeah, good old Rona coming right back around for us. But yeah, so so far this year has been wild. I'm glad we got to talk about this and discuss this conversation. Yeah. Things will get better. And for now, I'll say my goodbyes. I'm out. It's Robin from Tampa, Florida. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm signing out from Seattle. Bye, guys. Bye.